This week on football, Maidstone revel in the magic of the FA Cup. Things boil over between West Brom and Wolves. Jurgen Klopp announces his departure. I believe. Fan chases referee at Port Vale. Anthony scores a goal. And woman tries to nutmeg security. Welcome to this week's episode. It is me, your host, Alex. Coming up in this week's show, we have got a two lies and a truth. We're going to be doing some TikTok submissions. I have my team of the week. I've got a new feature. Again, another new feature. It's fan captured goal of the week. So this is a new feature, which will be at the end of the show. So stay tuned for that. To start with, though, uh, I thought we would touch briefly on last week's controversy, which was me saying Bakayo Saka is a good player. For some reason, that is controversial. Uh, Loads of people saying that he's overrated saying that he's a terrible player. He's not even the top five wingers in the league, um, which sparked a bit of a debate. So to kick the show off, I thought I would give you my top 10 Premier League wingers. Now, if last week was controversial, this might be even more so. Uh, Starting with number 10, I've got Anthony Gordon. Number nine, Dejan Kulisevsky. Eight, Gabriel Martinelli. Seven, Raheem Sterling. Six, Jack Grealish. Five, Jared Bowen. Four, Marcus Rashford. Three, Bakayo Saka. Two, Son. And number one, Mo Salah. Let me know what you think. Uh, I'll put the video up on TikTok and Instagram. I'm sure plenty of people will weigh in, so it'll be interesting. I mean, look, Saka being controversial as a good player was the most ridiculous thing ever. I've got Saka as number three. I think Son and Mo Salah are way ahead. The reason why I've picked those players, by the way, I've only picked the players that I think... Uh, have established themselves as wingers. So like the likes of Bernardo Silva, who's been playing midfield for quite a while at Man City. Um, Other players that have ended up as a striker, like you can argue Darwin Nunes, you can argue Jota, players like that. I've only gone for out-and-out wingers, so there you go. Right, guys, let's do my team of the week. These are only players, remember, that I have seen live. I'm not going to pick any players that I haven't seen physically or on the television. Starting off in goal, it's Bart Verbruggen. Right back, Carl Walker. 
Centre-back, Mickey van der Ven. Alongside him is Nathan Ake. Left-back, Lloyd Kelly. Central midfield, Bryn Morris. Alongside him, Bruno Fernandes. And finishing that midfield is Lewis Miley. On the right wing, I've got David Brooks. On the left wing, I've got Timo Werner. And striker, I have got Will Evans. So anyone who watched the Man United Newport game, you'll see there's two players from Newport in there. Uh, Bryn Morris scored that cracking goal. And I thought it was actually a really good uh, player for them in midfield. It was a really difficult task for Newport. Obviously, Man United are miles ahead of them in terms of league position. But I don't think they embarrassed themselves and far from it. If anything, Man United were made to look average in that second half. Um, And I think, yeah, Bryn Morris worked his socks off and scored a belting goal. Striker Will Evans. I thought he was the man of the match. Uh, Danny Murphy said that Bruno Fernandes was, but he also was very complimentary of Will Evans. And I thought all game, you know, if you're looking at a striker who can hold the ball up under pressure against the top level side, who can attack, always be a threat and actually get on the end of a cross, which he did and score a goal against the Man United side. That's not a League Two player. Um so yeah, very exciting times for Will Evans and more exciting. I believe we have now booked him to come on the show. It'll be in the next couple of weeks. So keep an eye out for that. He'll be coming on goalpost for jumpers, which would be good fun. Um, yeah, and actually I did want to say my standout performance this week was Lewis Miley and he didn't get all the plaudits. I don't think he even got man of the match for Newcastle against Fulham, but I just cannot believe he is 17 years old. I cannot believe it. You know, you see a lot of players like, the 16-year-olds, the 17-year-olds that come through. You've got Lamine Yamal at Barcelona. Um, you've got 17-year-old players like, or 16-year-old players at the time like Wayne Rooney, where they just come in and they look like they fit. Lewis Miley's one of them. And every time I watch him play, he looks like he belongs, but even better, he looks like the best midfielder on the pitch. And yeah, tall, can tackle, can pass, can run with the ball. I'm just a massive fan of him. And yeah, I think Newcastle got a real player. Right, let's do two lies and a truth. This is the part of the show where I tell you three stories, three crazy stories in the world of football. Two are lies, one is true. You have to guess which one is the true story. Starting off with story number one. Taylor Swift has admitted she owns a Fulham shirt signed by Clint Dempsey. Story number two, Tottenham forward Richarlison used to sell Cornettos with his mum before coming to England to play football. Or is it story number three, AFCON leading goalscorer Emilio Nsu is a part owner of a fancy dress shop in Middlesbrough. Three stories. One of those crazy stories is a true story in the world of football. You have to guess. I'll be telling you at the end of the show, so make sure you stay tuned for it. Okay, Last week, uh, we did a little bit of a catch up on the TikTok submissions. It was really difficult because we had a lot to catch up on. So I can only use a limited amount. So don't be offended if yours isn't in there. So I'm currently watching a video, which I'm thinking I'm going to have to mute because of the music for YouTube. Um, But it's a young girl. If you're listening, it's a young girl waving. They look like the Man City women's team. Something that does bother me about this, I don't know, look, players have their own agendas, they're turning up to a game, you focus and stuff like that. It always bothers me when I see, particularly like 
lower league players or players who aren't that famous, like these women footballers, just go and say hello. Just go and like, just, I know if you're a footballer, you probably get it all the time, but these are, these are Man City women's footballers. Take three seconds to go and just give her a high five. Just say hello to her. I don't understand why that's so hard. And I see videos of this all the time. You see people forget where they came from and what it was like to be a fan. This poor girl, you can see she absolutely loves Chloe Kelly and she tries to get just her attention and barely gets it. I just think it's really poor. I think it's a really bad look. Um, I don't know. Look, there's always something going on in everyone's lives. These footballers might be turning up. They might be in a terrible mood. They're turning up and they're just like, I want to get to the game. But it's a young fan who's absolutely desperate to meet her hero. And they can't even give her the time of the day. I just think it's really poor. Ginobili, we have a bat on the floor. Uh-oh. Yes, and Victor's pointing it out. And the officials recognize it. Manu is here tonight. Could he be called back for... Pop is looking for him right now. He's pushing <laughs> up to the box where Manu is going, hey, we need you down here. But as usual, the Coyote is always ready. <laughs> or is he? Where? Come on, Manu, come on. American sports are not serious. This, if you're listening, is a basketball game, an NBA game. So top of the top and a bat is on the court. This bat has obviously been released on purpose during the game and a mascot dressed in a Batman outfit has come on with a net to try and catch it. Can you imagine if this was a Premier League game and it's Tottenham versus West Ham and it's a massive game and then they stop it because a pigeon's come on the on the pitch and then you've got fucking dick dastardly running after it trying to catch the pigeon. It's just not serious. How can you... It's elite level sport. It's just... I can't believe America's a real place. Are you, mate? You okay? Yeah? All good? Yeah? You really enjoyed today's game? Yeah? Who do you think we'll win? <laughs> right, have a good game, man. Yeah. See you soon. How are you, mate? You alright? Nice to see you again. You okay? Yeah, good vibes. Please tell me something. Yeah. You buzzing. I'm happy to be here, to be honest. Um, I've got you a little gift anyway. There you go, mate. You sure? Yeah, of course. Have it. <laughs> no worries. Okay, do you want me to sign it then? Yeah, please. Front or back? Back. You go back. Can you just put the time? Mate, this is magic. This is Kelvin Phillips. And we just we just talked about, obviously, Chloe Kelly and the Man City women's team not saying hello to the fans and not kind of giving them any time of day. And then Kelvin Phillips is here saying hello to a West Ham fan at the time when he was at City and taking the time out to come and say hello to him and greet him. And then now he's obviously signed for them and he's seeing this fan again. This fan looks absolutely lovely as well. Such a, like a sweet kid and well-mannered kid um yeah magic see that's all it takes you just made that kid's life That is the coolest dog trick I've ever seen. 
Oh my god. I've never seen anything like that in my life before. That's the the best footballer I have ever seen in my life. And it's a dog on a beach. I'm blown away. Amazon Home Finds. This is a bag cleaning ball which goes in the bottom of your bag and picks up all the dirt and dust inside. I These videos drive me nuts because I have to stop them every five seconds to process what I've just seen. Why is her handbag full of rice? Just rinse it underwater and it will be just as sticky when it dries. This is a metal soap bar which lasts forever and removes dirt and odour from your hands to stop them smelling. This is a flat water bottle which can easily fit in your bag and has a large capacity to help you stay hydrated on the go. This is a Ugreen Nexo Pro which provides 100 watts to fast charge up to 3 devices at the same time. It can charge a MacBook Pro to 86% in 60 minutes and it's smaller than other chargers making it perfect for travel. Again, I have to stop the video to process he's watching that's definitely rick astley is it rick astley why can't they just make a normal video this is a vivu urine test which gives you information on nine different wellness parameters in your body in just 90 seconds just wee on the strip and after 90 seconds you can scan it with the app to see your results and advice this is a mag that's really good okay this is this is a really cool product i think i'm gonna get one of these I think this might be the first purchase I've made off uh, one of these videos. I want to see what my Wii's got in it. This is a magnetic window cleaner which has two parts that stick together through glass allowing you to safely clean your hard to reach windows. These are moisturising socks which have a gel lining that holds moisture so you can hydrate and soften your feet. This is a shower phone holder which is waterproof and allows you to watch your favourite shows and movies whilst in the shower. The guy's watching Rick Astley in the shower now. This is private information by just rolling it over the top. And these are furniture pads which stick on the bottom of your furniture and allow you to easily move it around without scratching your floor. How did the furniture pads make number one? I don't know if this is a countdown list or a top 10, but yeah. I, I like the shower case. It's really cool. And I really like the pee stick. I want to pee on a stick and see what I am. And what's what's Ryan up to? You've, you haven't spoken to him since? No. I spoke to if, him. You, if you dropped him a WhatsApp now, said, hello, mate. How you doing? Sorry about the last ten years. You want to chat? What do you say? Yeah, I think he kind of needs me because I'd I'd be shouting his corner. I, I some of the stuff that I see, you know, I, some of the stuff is still. I, he's still my brother, and I still you have feelings for him. And, and this stuff like football, you know, this Hall of Fame stuff. Yeah, he's not. You know, it's, yeah, it's just, it's just annoying. Everyone's got a price, right? What price would it be for you to drop him a text? Oh, I can't look shit about money. So that wouldn't matter to you no, whatsoever. You don't no, care about the relationship with your no. brother anymore. It's done. No, 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 not at all. So no. you would be open to he, building he a relationship. Of, he can, he's got something coming up soon, and that he's going to need all the support that he can get. Yeah, and he's going to stick up for him no matter what. So I hope he's got that because that's what he would have had with me. So I just hope he's got that because you know we, we've seen it recent days. What would he delve into in these court cases? Yeah. Text messages, all kinds of shit. Yeah. I don't think he's he's fathomed that you know this is what's going to happen. Yeah. All the stuff it's yeah. going to be public. Yeah, it's going to be so. Is it going to come out? Well, what do you do? Did he? he going, I don't. I don't know. He's the Wales well Wales manager, and then got told you can't be the Wales manager again. I think it's just obviously you know you suspended until the, the court case. Yeah, and the court so case is for what? Effectively, he's still 
Wales manager. Coercive and abusive behaviour or something. Uh, Ryan Giggs is so lucky he grew up as a footballer in the era he did just before social media like really took off. You look at Mason Greenwood at the moment, the first thing he does wrong, that's it, he's finished. And arguably rightly so. Ryan Giggs has a history of horrendous offences, what it looks like, allegedly. And he's had a career till he was nearly 40 years old. Like, this guy, if he had been around right now, I don't think he'd have made it past 17, 18. And Rodri Giggs, obviously, the history of him, anyone who doesn't know, his wife was cheating on him with Ryan Giggs. Um, and there were some horrendous things that had gone back and forth. I've seen Rodri Giggs talk a, a little bit about his history with the family, the Giggs family, and they don't seem like great people. Um, interesting seeing what, Ryan Giggs is going to come up against obviously lost his job as a Wales manager and it's a court gone to court now over like you said coercive and abusive behaviour but he has a history of this um, yeah the, th- the thing is if there was we say there's no smoke without fire and you don't want to judge someone until they've been obviously able to defend themselves in the court of law but if he if there was nothing going on here He'd still be on TV. He'd still be in a manager position. He would be talked about like he is one of the greats of Man United's history, which he is. But his legacy is ruined and he's finished. This is the thing. He was a role model to so many people. Even myself growing up, looking at Ryan Giggs. Absolutely love Ryan Giggs. Yeah, terrible person. I don't play football manager, but a lot of people who do have been raving about this Rooney Bardaji guy for quite a while. The first time I saw him was when he played against Man United this season and scored. And he looked really good for such a, a young age. Yeah, he's obviously destined for for bigger things. Where he ends up, maybe does he end up in the Premier League? Don't know, but yeah, he looks absolutely unreal. Who the fuck does this guy think he is? He scored a goal, a tapping, against the mighty Newport fucking county who sits 16th in League 2 and he's doing a fucking cup of tea celebration. Fuck off. This man cost more than the whole of fucking Newport County Football Club. Sorry. Once again, people hating on Anthony because of how much he costs. Like, like that's something he can affect. I don't mind players celebrating a goal they've scored. He's obviously buzzing to score. It's been a long time since he has. I think the celebration that he did, that doesn't make me angry. The celebration that Rashford did where he went like that and he's running away after scoring his first goal in however many games and he's been awful this season, that winds me up more. And I'm a massive, massive fan of Rashford. But why Anthony gets all this hate, I actually don't know. It's because he's unlikable on the pitch, isn't he? Like, if you're a rival fan, you don't like him, similar to Bruno Fernandes. But from our own supporters, I don't understand why there's so much hate. I don't get it. You must be aware, uh, 
obviously when when you've managed and you do your interviews and you do that thing where you laugh and then go serious. Yeah, I've seen it. <laughs> I don't want to say anything. <laughs> I love it. Like, like, I used to love it. You never heard of that? No. Oh, God, you're going like, to go looking for it now. No. no I, yeah. I do you don't... know what you're doing? Or do you try, or, or nah, you well, I've, I've tried to stop it now. Try to stop it. No, but I have. I, my daughter sent it to me ages ago. Like it was a meme or whatever they call it. Yeah. I don't even really. But now, now, now I've seen it. I can't unsee it. <laughs> but I, I've done a few press conferences where I've gone, <laughs> you know, you, you do it and then you go, <laughs> you know what I mean? Can't help it. I really like Frank Lampard. He always seems like a top bloke and always gets a lot of criticism. I think people forget just how good Frank Lampard is at football. Yes, he's had an average managerial career, but I don't necessarily think that's all down to him. Um, in this actual uh, video, that is the is it stick to football or the overlap, whatever it is. Gary Neville talks about win percentages as managers and he compares Lampard's against a lot of the top managers in the Premier League, the, the successful ones, and obviously Lampard's early on in his career. But it's it's better than theirs. And obviously it's a smaller sample size. You need a bigger sample size over a long period of time to really judge him against them. But I think we're so quick to jump on these managers back if they don't succeed straight away. Like a lot of managers like Graham Potter went away to different countries, Roy Hodgson at the start of his career. And these English managers, they go away, they learn their trade and they come into England and try and progress. Obviously, Lampard is never going to turn down a Chelsea job, a Derby County job. Why would he? And he's not had that kind of build himself up that the other managers have. So he's thrown straight into the spotlight and under the pressure of being a Chelsea manager or an Everton manager. And he's got to perform. Otherwise, that's his career done. I don't think that's right. I think we've got to give these managers a lot more chance. The problem that we don't address in this country, as far as English people are concerned, uh, we've had no English manager win the Premier League ever. Like, is that not a massive issue that we cannot produce top elite level managers? And it's not because of ability. I think it's because there's more scrutiny. They're not looked at as the same as a foreign manager. The process, their ideas probably aren't valued as much as a, a Spanish manager or an Italian manager. All these kind of like sexy football style managers. You take an English manager like Sean Dyche or Sam Allardyce or, you know, any of these managers that have kind of done really well for a long period of time, as soon as Sean Dyche is mentioned about the England job, no, no way. Sam Allardyce, as soon as he gets there, nobody wanted him there and he was out straight away, obviously his own fault. But there's something about a foreign manager that seems to excite people. It's not right. If you're an England national team, you should have an England national manager who is English. There is no debate about that. I don't understand why you wouldn't. It's my country against your country. It's our best players against your best players. There's no little kind of loopholes where we can get... I remember they were talking about getting Mikel Arteta in to play for England. Like, that is a disgrace. Pick the best English players. And if we're shit, we're shit. That's, that's all it is. And same as managers. Like, Gareth Southgate will leave probably after this tournament. And who do we bring in? The likes of Lampard or Gerrard are finished. They're finished already before they even started. And it's not fair. I think we have to promote English managers a little bit more in terms of these top jobs and give them a little bit more space. The thing is, like Eric Ten Hag is at Man United right now. If he was English, he'd have been he'd have been gone two weeks into the season. 
he probably would have been he probably wouldn't have lasted the full season last year. But is he a better manager than Steven Gerrard or or Frank Lampard? I don't know. Probably is, but I mean tactically these English managers are not given their credit and a lot of people will probably very strongly disagree that Frank Lampard was a terrible they'll think that he's a terrible manager. Um but kept Everton up crucial time had a difficult job at Chelsea when he came back in because it was a horrible dressing room obviously Pochettino world-class manager not getting a tune out of them if that was Frank Lampard he still wouldn't be in that job so this is the thing English managers yes they're probably unfairly recruited to jobs that they don't deserve at that point but at the same time they're not given the chance because they're not Italian or Spanish and playing sexy football I think I've got the worst football opinions ever because, I mean, I fully believe them, but they are so contradictory to the common narrative. Jordan Henderson is a really good footballer. In fact, he's a top, top level footballer who never let his country down, who was unbelievable in Liverpool's title winning side, Champions League winning side. This guy is so disrespected. He went to Saudi Arabia and obviously it didn't work out for him. You can kind of understand why you'd go out there at that point in his career. He set his family up for life, had the potential. It didn't work. You know, it, things don't work. It doesn't mean he's a shit footballer. And when he went to Saudi, he wasn't finished. His legs haven't gone. It's not like that. But he is so disrespected in the world of football. People love to say it's the, it's the Emil Heskey, James Milner type brand football that people love to jump on. KSI started it with Emil Heskey and managed to convince a whole generation that Emil Heskey was a terrible footballer. Emil Heskey was a fantastic striker. The same happens with James Milner because he's boring. Obviously, we all repeat that narrative because it's quite funny. But James Milner's not a bad footballer. He's got one of the most extensive Premier League careers of all time he's still going now and he's still really good Jordan Henderson is of that type and I think people just because he's not exciting people love to jump on his back and say he's a terrible footballer one of the best players I've seen live is Jordan Henderson just as a midfield player and I look again as soon as you say it people would be so ready to jump down your throat but he is a really good footballer um, elite level footballer who's just completely disrespected because he's English and plays in England that's all it is and he's just not exciting he just looks like a normal guy and yeah I know. people people are people judge footballers on their looks I'm telling you now tell me a footballer and the first thing you th so say for example I say a footballer right I'm gonna say Lewis Dunk you're not excited by Lewis Dunk because of the way he looks right guys that was TikTok submissions thank you for all your submissions we will be going again next week so make sure you get them in we've had a few requests from new submitters we have got a space for you we'll be probably selecting a new one in the next couple of weeks so keep an eye out for that as well right 
Weekend treble time. Last week, we had a disaster. Juventus had a man sent off in 16 minutes. Arcadius Milik got sent off and completely killed the bet. They did score, but they didn't score twice. um, And it was just a disaster from there on out. This week, the treble is going to come in. I'm convinced of it. Here are my three selections. Okay, £10 on, guys. Please do not spend any more. You don't need to. Just a little tickle. £10 on gets you £33 back. That pays for your weekend's beers. First selection, Frosinone versus AC Milan over two and a half goals. Second selection is Leverkusen over one and a half goals away at Darmstadt. And last selection is Wrexham over one and a half goals away at Salford. This is £10, £33 back. Keep it responsible, everyone. We're going to be tracking the progress of every treble every week and seeing how many we can get by the end of the season. See if we actually turn a profit. Last week, we're £10 down. Let's try and get back up there with this one. Okay, we're going to wrap the show up. I'm going to give you the two lies and a truth answer. The first story was Taylor Swift admitted she owns a Fulham shirt signed by Clint Dempsey. Story number two was Tottenham forward Richarlison used to sell Cornettos with his mum before coming to England to play football. And then there was story number three, AFCON leading goalscorer Emilio Nsu is part owner of a fancy dress shop in Middlesbrough. Which story did you think it was? The right answer, the true story, the correct answer was Tottenham forward Richarlison. Yes, he used to sell ice cream on the streets of Brazil. He once got held up at gunpoint by a gang as well. And now look at him scoring goals for Tottenham occasionally every now and then. Um, loving his life and doing chicken dances, pigeon dances. Uh, right. And the last feature, I really wanted to do this one because I've seen so many goals that go under the radar that are good goals and you think, oh, nothing of it. But when a fan captures it from the stands and you get the atmosphere and just everything about it, it's something different about it. And I've found my favourite fan-captured goal this week. And it is Pedro Neto's goal against West Brom this week. And it was captured by Scott McCall. It's a fantastic video because the atmosphere was electric at the ground, as you'll be able to see. And I'm going to put it in right here. Right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in this week. We are back next week, next Wednesday, and every Wednesday until the end of the season. Make sure you stay tuned. Please subscribe if you haven't already subscribed and hit the like button. It does help us. Comment down below. Tell us what you think of all of our terrible opinions. Guys, thank you so much. We'll see you next week. Cherish these days